0: Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important
1: issues. 2084, it's distant in the future years, but what if there is an American apocalypse that is reminiscent of George Orwell's 1984? Today we interview author James Kena, who has written three books to warn you about the future. we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview with a new friend of the program, James Kena, who is the author of three important books, including his latest, 2084, The American Apocalypse. Is there such a doom and gloom apocalypse coming to America? Not the biblical end of the world, so to speak, but reminiscent of George Orwell's 1984, what would happen? if the trends in American liberalism continue and were accelerated until that future date. Welcome to the program, James Kena, an author of this book. James, welcome to the program, how are you today?
2: I am great Dr. Chaps, Uh, thanks for the intro and I look forward to a a very entertaining discussion today.
1: Well, uh, your book is futuristic, right? And is it uh, an allegory, is it a satire? Uh, How would you describe 2084?
2: Well, it's not a satire, it's a very direct extension of today's trends into the future. So if you look at America's evolution towards a post-constitutional society, if you look at the uh, destruction of uh, the very concept of morality in our civil society, uh, if you look at the tensions between the races, if you look at the, the tensions between the classes in this country, if you extrapolate that into the future, and if we do nothing different from where we are today, we're going to end up with an apocalyptic future. Is 2084 the year? I don't know. My crystal ball is not that sharp. Uh, but I do know that uh, if you look at the way it's accelerating in the last uh, one to two years, uh, this this crisis in our society, this tension, this conflict, this violence, uh, it's coming. It's on its way. And we ought to be concerned.
1: Well, do me a favor. Hold up a copy of your book. Uh, read the subtitle. And... And uh, any other introductions you wanna make to the book? And then I wanna get into some of those topics you just mentioned.
2: Great, Uh, it's called 2084 American Apocalypse. Uh, It's a novel, it's available at Amazon in paperback and uh, Kindle format. And you can also uh, read all of my works on www.jameskina.com.
1: Jameskina.com, that's your website. And coincidentally, that's your name. So you you got a good URL there. so, tell me about some of the specific issues. Was this based on George Orwell's 1984? And he got so many things right. I think he wrote that back in the 1940s. Uh, but he predicted a, a dismal future, which we have seen happen uh, since 1984.
2: Yeah, I picked the title 2084 because it is evocative of Orwell's title, but it's not in any way an extension of his book. It's really focused on America. His book was focused on socialism in England. Uh, Mine is more focused on totalitarianism in the United States. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm very concerned about the breakdown of our our constitutional society here. We're in post-constitutional America. And I think if you look at the things that have happened over the last 150 years uh, to move us away from uh, the original tenets of our constitution, uh, they've set the framework for a future that's gonna tear us apart. Just as some examples, Uh, If you look at back in 1913, we had the Federal Reserve Act, and we also had the uh, 16th Amendment, which uh, empowered the government to tax incomes. Those two things alone gave the central government of America tremendous power to raise money, to control the economy of the United States, and, and to basically start to sink their tentacles into everything that's going on. Um, There was also a a Supreme Court case that I don't think a lot of people understand, but it was very pivotal. It's called the Wickard versus Stilburn. And it was in 1942. And it was an interesting case because a farmer wanted to grow food for his own family, for his own consumption. He didn't even intend to sell it. Uh, But was coming out of the Great Depression and the government was trying to control prices and the availability of food so they could could control the market. Uh, So the government actually sued this poor farmer who was growing food for himself. And the government actually won that Supreme Court case based on the Commerce Clause of the Constitution. So that essentially gave the government unlimited power to stick its fingers into every part of commerce in America. And we've seen since then, even with things like Obamacare, and as we'll soon see with um, the climate change initiatives, that the government's going to stick its fingers into everything in America. And when it does that, we've lost control of our lives and lost control of our country.
1: Well, if the government turns totalitarian like that Supreme Court case from the 1940s you just mentioned, um, and they have the power to control commerce, right, under the Commerce Clause of the Constitution as interpreted broadly to give totalitarian powers to the government, can they control what we buy and sell and does that preclude or, or maybe make possible the mark of the beast, which is foretold in the book of Revelations. Nobody will be able to buy or sell unless they take the mark of the beast. Uh, the government has power then to come after Christians. Well, the government has the power
2: to come after everybody essentially. I think what we saw in the um, pandemic and the government's response to the pandemic was they, they flexed their muscle. It was almost like a trial run of totalitarianism. They basically told people you can work or you can't work or you can leave your house or you can't leave your house. Your kid can go to school or your kid can't go to school. Um, they, they've used the powers that they've accumulated over the last 150 years to basically position themselves to do anything they want to at this point. And it was rather frightening to me during the pandemic to see sort of the uh, tepid response from a lot of Americans to what really was a totalitarian takeover of this country. It was supposed to be two weeks of, hey, let's do a lockdown and see if we can get ourselves organized here. And it's now turned into two years of the government is still sticking its nose into almost everything. When you think about what that's going to look like when the Green New Deal comes along and they start to implement the climate change initiatives, once the government has decided that we set the precedent with the pandemic and we watched how the people did not respond uh, aggressively against it, uh, they're, they're, they think they have a blank check at this point and then it's, it's gonna get very ugly for us.
1: So we need to rise up and resist and fight against totalitarianism and fight for liberty, especially in our voting patterns and supporting candidates who defend the constitution. Let's take a short break. More with James Keena, After this, he's written two other books as well.
2: Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News.
1: If you've been following the LGBTQ agenda, there is now a radical program to take away freedom from Christians like you. In fact, they're trying to pass an unconstitutional law. Now it's misnamed as the Equality Act, but it's really inequality for Christians. And it punishes people like Jack Phillips, the baker who didn't wanna participate in gay weddings and florists and photographers. It also forces co-ed bathrooms on every business owner in America, you could lose your business if you don't let men into the ladies' restroom. It violates the privacy and safety of women, forces women to compete with men in their own sporting events. And finally, there are no religious exemptions. Even your church will be vulnerable. We want you to sign a petition against this today at PrayInJesusName.org. Click on prayinjesusname.org. There's a row of petitions there. Look for the one called Equality. We will send it to Congress. Sign up today. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I want to introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry in the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think?
3: Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray in Jesus Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here with this great ministry needs your support and you can you should donate to it you can also use your promo code praynews and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts a lot of those proceeds are coming right back i'm going to put them right back into this into your amazing charity and show. 15 years ago, I invented my pillow. It took me two years to develop because I wanted to have everything you would ever want in a pillow. I made sure that you could adjust my patented and fill so you could have the exact support you need as an individual regardless of your sleep position. I also wanted a pillow that would last, so I made my pillow machine washable and dryable. Go to mypillow.com to get deep discounts, not just on my pillows, but so much more. For example, you get my six piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98, or MyPillow Dog Beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code.
0: Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr.
1: Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by James Kena. Website is jameskina.com. Has written an important new book, 2084 American Apocalypse, available wherever books are sold or through his website jameskina.com. James, I want to ask you. uh, I'm a political science major from the Air Force Academy and and a former legislator. I think I know what totalitarianism is, and that's uh, you know on on, on, let's say the far left side of the political spectrum, Uh, and then then is is Socialism, or of course communism, socialism, uh, uh, democracy might be sort of the middle, middle of the road. Then it moves over toward authoritarianism or dictatorship on the far right side of the spectrum. But totalitarianism is bad because it it means the total government takeover of every part of your life. And in a post-constitutional environment like you're predicting in 2084, there are no constitutional rights. There is no individual liberty, no first amendment, no freedom of religion or speech or assembly or Uh, a petition or protest or no no right to have a voice in your government. Instead, the the government controls your entire household, including whether you can buy or sell. Uh, What else do you predict is gonna happen in 2084?
2: I think we're gonna see the fractionalization of America. Um, We've got, uh, America's really two Americas right now. Um, When you you think about, how people view the role of government in our lives and in our society. There's two very distinct cultures going on side by side right now. Uh, one of them is, you know, if you think about the, the very definition of freedom, uh, classical liberals like us would say, freedom is the ability to not be coerced by other people, to be protected from harm by other people, to be able to uh, do what we want uh, and why we want to do it. Uh, but there's a whole group in our society now who looks at freedom very differently Uh, because they wanna be free from the risks of being alive. They they wanna be free from the need to have to earn an income, they're free from the need to have to uh, take responsibility for themselves. That's what freedom means to them. And it's almost sort of like the Franklin Delano Roosevelt definition of freedom when he talked about his four freedoms. So it's very difficult to imagine those two descriptions of freedom can live side by side in a country, and I don't think they're going to. But to look at it from another perspective, Another great, grave difference in our society is the concept of private property. There's a, a group of people in our society, of which I'm one, who believe that uh, you own your life and you own everything that your life produces. Uh, but there's another group in our society, you know, best articulated by Barack Obama when he said, you didn't build that, who believe that you don't really own your life, you don't really own what you produce, and it belongs to the collective or the totalitarian society. Again, those two different views of what the purpose of government is, they cannot live side by side. They're trying to now and that's why we have all this tension and conflict in our society. But the end result of that, if we don't pick one side or the other is gonna be very devastating.
1: You're right, the abolishing of private property is a fundamental tenet of communism. Uh, and if you study what happened in the former Soviet Union, you know, the 1920s, uh, that there was Lenin and it evolved to Stalin. And when you study the Communist Manifesto, you will immediately realize why Stalin had to kill 20 million people. Because first they abolish private property, and then they send the army to go and take away your private property. And and the, the farmer, in your case, for the Supreme Court, he has two choices, he can either you know, protest by by political means, maybe filing a lawsuit. But if he loses that, his only choice to defend his family farm is to take up arms against the government and they kill him. And that's what the communists did throughout the Soviet Union uh, against their own people. Uh, We don't wanna move in that direction. And, And an interim step is socialism. Of course, we're defending not just a democracy, but a republic where the Constitution protects the rights of the minority, protects property rights, which I think are enshrined in the Constitution, but leftists are taking this away through through mechanisms like the wealth tax, the private property tax, uh, even the the Green New Deal is an effort to seize your automobile or to outlaw certain things that you have. We we already see signs of this with gas prices rising under Joe Biden, who who banned the Pennsylvania pipeline, energy independence. Now he's stuck begging OPEC to lower gas prices, but oil prices are going up to 80, $90 uh, a barrel. Uh, They are inflating a tax on the poor through their inflation mechanisms. Uh, How do you see this portending for future development?
2: Well, here's the thing, when you look at the, formation of the United States. It was probably the most radical political thing that ever happened in the history of humanity. And I say that because it turned the political world completely upside down. Before that, it had been controlled entirely by the elites, whether it was uh, the landowners, the uh, the kings, the, the bishops, the, the emperors, um, there, there was a very elitist element to human society that uh, controlled everything and ordinary common people were subjects to it, that we we took our orders and we did what we did and we died for the king and that was that. Uh, The American vision was completely opposite to that. It was an exercise in not only throwing off the king of England, but throwing off the whole concept of monarchy or any totalitarian leader who had power over people. It gave power to the people to select their own leaders. And by the way, we wrote our own constitution that controlled the range of latitude of those leaders that we elected. But but what's happened since then, once we created that concept of a sovereign individual in America, is the elites are fighting back. And they've been trying to destroy the concept of the sovereign individual ever since then. And the destruction of private property is a part of that. If you don't own what you produce, if you don't own the things that you, you need to live, you're entirely at the mercy of the collective and you're entirely at the mercy of the totalitarians. That's why life, liberty, and property was one of the rallying cries of the the revolutionaries in 1776. If you don't own what you produce, you are at the mercy of the collective.
1: That's right, and private property rights are at the cornerstone of individual liberty. If you think about the rights of minorities, like, uh, you know, they say African Americans are a minority, Hispanics are a minority. You know, the smallest minority is the individual and one person is a minority. And when the government takes away individual rights, they're persecuting all minorities because they're coming after you and your individual rights, which are guaranteed by the Constitution, and they want to abolish that or water it down with left-wing Supreme Court rulings like the one you mentioned. Let's take another short break. When we come back, we'll mention James Keena's other two books. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Today we are remembering to pray for the 45th president, Donald J. Trump. In fact, we have commemorated now a special coin to remember perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel and pro-America president of our generation. And here it is, limited supplies now of a special commemorative Donald J. Trump coin. It's golden, it says the word in God we trust right on the cover, it'll help you remember to pray for, and remember, the presidency of our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 exactly, this is While Supplies Last, uh, we're gonna send you that coin, but also included are two other products that we offer. You'll get a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World, and a special DVD on how to be an effective Christian activist. We'll throw in both of these, plus the coin, for a suggested donation of exactly $45 to our ministry, and on top of that, we'll throw in this special window decal, I Pray for Religious Freedom, to help you remember to pray for America. Listen, uh, there are three ways that you can give. Right now, go to our website, which is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Right at the top, there's an online bookstore, and one of those items is the $45 suggested donation for all four items visit our online bookstore at PrayInJesusName.org. Or you can call us toll free. It's an easy phone call, 866 God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Tell the operator you want the special $45 offer and we'll send you all four items. Finally, you can text the word donate to 720-573-0305. Again, text the word donate 720-573-0305 Please help today.
0: Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. 2084, American Apocalypse is an important new book written by James Kena, available at jameskena.com or wherever books are sold. James, you've already written a couple other books. Uh, There's a nonfiction warning to the middle class titled We've Been Had. Have we been had as a middle class? Oh, absolutely. That book was written uh, after the election of Barack Obama.
2: And it, it, it's about Barack Obama, but it's really about the 150 years of leftist movements in America that have eroded our constitutional uh, foundation. And so it, that book dissects everything from radical Islam to socialism in America. Um, and to uh, the various connections in Barack Obama's life that were tied to the whole network of radical leftists that came out of the '60s, um, and it's an interesting book because it it talks about his immaculate conception. I mean, he truly was nobody, uh, you know, early in his career. I mean, he was an obscure uh, politician in the state of Illinois, and. He had just uh, become elected a U.S. senator, uh, and after about 35 days, he decided to run for president. You have to wonder, how is that possible? How does some obscure politician who's been a national politician for all of 35 days decide he's going to run for president of the United States? And the only answer to that question is he had the full support of the powerful leftist network in America, and that's what that book is about.
1: So we've been had, there isn't an effort to dilute the middle class, and well, I think Republican conservatism tends to support small business and uh, promotes a vibrant middle class where everyone can you know, raise themselves up and, and create their own business. Uh, what the Democrat movement and socialist tendencies, they bifurcate the removal of the middle class into very, very wealthy elites and very, very poor impoverished victims, really, the, the victim class is sort of the goal of the Democrat party and the socialism movement is to make it harder for people to lift themselves out of poverty, they're anti-capitalism, but at the same time, they're crony capitalism. They give great big kickbacks to wealthy corporations, super corporations like Walmart or Amazon and, and Google. These all get a pass from the Democrat party and they're even subsidized with our taxpayer dollars. Meanwhile, the middle class suffers. We need to get back to a strong middle class.
2: Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, we created a, a sort of a mortal sin when we created the United States of America in the eyes of the elites, because that creation of the sovereign individual who wasn't dependent on the elites or wasn't going to answer to the elites was very threatening to all of those people who, throughout all of history, wanted to control what happened in the world. And so ever since then, it's been an assault on that sovereign individual. And so... The very concept of a middle-class person who can choose where they work, where they live, who they associate with, where they go to school, where they go to church, that very concept of an individual who's not dependent on the elites for making the decisions of that person's life is very threatening to the whole concept of of elitist power. And so what what you're seeing in the evolution in our culture with all of these uh, big Uh, organizations, whether it's big government, or big tech, or big media, or or, um, big pharma, you're seeing the destruction of individual initiative, individual sovereignty, the the latitude of individuals to earn a living. And we saw that in spades again in the pandemic where all of the uh, individual entrepreneurs, all of the small business owners got the life beat out of them. And yet big companies like Amazon who could take advantage of the fact that people could now you know just stay at home and order stuff rather than go to the local shop or big pharma where you know the government could tell you you have to spend billions of dollars on vaccines the big companies did very well if you look at their their profits and the growth of their companies they did very well during the pandemic where the government took control of everything ought to alarm every american
1: and that's why these giant corporate conglomerates donate to Democrat candidates, whereas the small business leaders, the, the Ma and Pa you know, corner bookshop, they donate generally to Republican candidates because they support small business, not giant conglomerates. There is, by the way, after Black Friday this year, I know everyone's gonna go Christmas shopping, Small Business Saturday, everybody. Spend your money on the Saturday after Thanksgiving on supporting small business. Then there's Cyber Monday and Giving Tuesday. Give to charities on Tuesday, like PrayInJesusName.org. Support the small business and grow the middle class. James, you have another book, uh, just a minute to mention, Insurrection Resurrection.
2: Yeah, that book was a lot of fun to write. It's a novel and it's about Thomas Jefferson coming back to life in modern America. And he experiences the uh, culture and the evolution of our government. Uh, and recognizes how far we've gone astray from the original founding principles. And as the book unfolds, uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of a satire, but as the book unfolds, he ends up starting a second American revolution in modern America.
1: So in Resurrection, not at all related to the events of January 6th when, when the Trump rally got out of hand, uh, but right. we're thankful to you, James Keena, Uh, I wanna offer a prayer, I'm a chaplain, and, and sometimes we like to pray for people. I wanna pray for you, is that okay? Excellent. Father in heaven, we ask your blessing on James and his prophetic message about 2084, predicting an American apocalypse. We pray it does not come to pass, but instead, people today will rise up and oppose totalitarianism, oppose socialism, and. Uh, this, the theft of private private property rights and and the the inculcation of uh, uh, total government power over the individual. Instead, Father, we stand up for the individual's right to liberty and the Constitution. God, give us what our founding fathers envisioned when they prayed for us to have such liberty, and bless James and his voice in this important time and his success. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Okay, uh, James, I'll give you the last word. We have just 30 seconds.
2: One thing we didn't talk about is education. And I think the concept of state-run schools is one of the most destructive things in America right now. Uh, we're raising entire generations of students who are being indoctrinated by leftists, activists, and they're being taught to hate, hate America, hate our culture, and hate our history. And I think that's just a devastating thing and we need to fix that.
1: I'm with you. Our guest has been James Keena. .com is his website. Our website is prayinjesusname.org. Please donate today and remember us on giving Tuesday, prayinjesusname.org. If you need prayer, call us at 866 obey god. We'll see you next time.